breaking news. Heroes for hire. The Garble Podcast. What up? This the voice of the people, hey. the freedom of choice, yeah. the right to take pride and the faith to rejoice. Uh-huh. In the words of our host, to honestly post the heartfelt opinions on the topics they roast. Here's a toast Cheers. to Nick and Raymond to give them safe travel to the journey they're on. Huh. City to city, from concert or home, Whoa. let the bond they share influence us all. Never mixed up, muddled or slurred, no. bringing knowledge to defend them with their words. Hey. Never to corrupt, never to pervert. What? Only to enlighten and openly converse. Salute. Heroes of the tales, Whoa. scholars of the geek, hey. they make a new friend every time they speak. True. With stories where they follow, what? with secrets where they leak. Hey. I guess you'll have the tune back. How's your weekend going? <laughs> uh, it goes. I mean, there's so many happy stories to choose from, right? I know. I know. I know. I, I This is the first weekend in a while I've been like, you know what? All right. Monday's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's coming. This is good. This is a good thing. <laughs> I can get back to a routine. Uh, but that's all right. It's going to be a good show. going to be a good show. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Garble Podcast. Uh, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> so happy to be back. Of, I had to say it three times. That was a lot of, we're back. <laughs> and we are, and we are, and that's the good news. Why don't you introduce yourself? I think we forgot to do that last yeah, video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, rust. we're knocking off the rust. I am your illustrious host, the get down from Hispanic Brown Town, that beast that roams in the Pacific East. Which I've been told is not a real place. So <laughs> the Pacific it, e- the, the Pacific, Pacific East, East, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it makes it a perfect place for me. That boy Ramon. <laughs> and what's up, everybody? It's uh, the other half of the Garble Podcast. It's Nick, uh, Captain Poutine, Pirate Napano. If you're a gamer, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, so we're getting into it this week. We're talking um, reality versus. Or, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm messing Ex- it up. Expectation. Already. That's all right. Expectation versus reality. Uh, you'll see my lovely uh, background today is Keanu Reeves from Cyberpunk his, his 20, 2077. Yes, his his titular role uh, in that in that game storyline. Um, this was a game similar to uh, uh, No Man's Sky. If you heard of that, mm-hmm. that was ultra hyped for years something that was just it was at a fever pitch when this thing came out um and the game was so broken when it came out that it has the distinction of being if not the only one of the only uh games ever offered on the sony playstation store Mm -hmm. to where playstation went hey if you bought this game and you want a refund you can have it We'll just delete the game (laughs) and you can have your money back on this download. Jesus. Um, because it was that bad. Um, when it came out now, it's, it's recently went back on the PlayStation store, but it, it's such a hot topic. Um, in terms of exactly what we're going to be talking about today, I figured that's a, that's a probably the most recent example, at Mm -hmm. least in the video game world that can kind of jump us off. I got a so couple wanted... of other examples for video games. Okay. Yep. Okay. And they're out there. They're out there. Going all the way back, like the oldest one I know is like Fable. 
Uh, <laughs> so. I can take it back even further. Do you remember Shaq Fu? <laughs> you want to talk about hype? I, I do. <laughs> I mean, we can go ET, but oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but video games aren't the only area where hype comes up and really drives a marketplace. Um, and and it, just everybody's kind of collectively like, well, this isn't what you promised us, and it's like, yeah, of course it isn't. So I want to look at some of the examples. We can go through a few of those, and then really, why why do we keep doing this to ourselves? <laughs> why do we keep saying, oh, I'm so excited for this thing, and you know, in the back of your mind, it's not going to live up to the level of your excitement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I want to kind of dive into that a little bit. Okay. All right, let's let, let's get into it. But before we do that, let's do what we always do here at Garbled. Let's talk news. News. What's going on in the world? Yeah. Do you want to, what, rock, rape, or scissors for this? Sure, we could do that. Ready? <laughs> Those of you who are watching on video are getting a surprise. This is good. This is bonus content. <laughs> <is> bonus content. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, yep. three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll go first then. Or you go first. Yeah, I go first. Rock okay. rock uh for for everyone listening, that was rock beating scissors. So I get to go first. Um so I don't know if you heard uh they're talking about bringing back the draft. Really? Yep. No, I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. Um well, nice thing is we're over 40, so we're we won't be drafted. But that's the cutoff that they're talking about. Right now it's 35 or under the old draft rules, it was 35. That's when they wanted to bring you over to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a 100% volunteer army since the end of Vietnam and uh, since the draft was not renewed at that point. But they're having discussions now where they're, uh, two of the main points of bringing back the draft is uh, one, it would be a 40-year-old cutoff instead of 35 because, you know, People are living longer these days, I guess, and we got to put a stop to that. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, uh, uh, women will need to register for the draft for the, in the first time in U.S. history. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, now I'm gonna direct this directly at the ladies. You wanted equal rights, there they are. <laughs> it doesn't the, get much more equal than the draft. The the views of Ramon on the garbage. <laughs> <bike. laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, like, like. It is. Mm. It's a sign of progress. So, I would almost go with you, except my conspiracy theory brain is going absolutely nuts, and uh, I'm going. Why are we considering the draft right now? What is what is the coming conflict that we are ramping up for? Where we're having this discussion, where this is a pressing discussion for the country, when we have a volunteer force. And a system in place for that. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it, the only thing, the only non-war or, uh, yeah, non-war or peacekeeping, whatever, uh, reason I can think of is all this legislation talking about uh, bringing up uh, minimum wage. And I think they may be worried about recruitment levels. Mm. Because that's a lot of their recruitment tactics. So it, if, if you want to go the follow the money route, that could be it. Um, they may be worried about recruitment uh, moving forward, but usually we don't use that unless there's a conflict where we need a large army and we need it now. So it it makes me nervous, the timing of it. I'm hoping it's just they're worried about recruitment numbers dropping and they're thinking 
it's time to just start <laughs> forcing people into, into a situation, but interesting timing. So I thought I'd bring it up. Okay. All right. There you go. The draft is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Or they're, well, maybe, they're talking maybe. about d- it. D- 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 it's in discussions. Yep. Yeah. It's making the rounds, as it were. Okay. Uh, well, my news is not much that is that much happier. Uh, it's uh, at least 10 people injured in a mass shooting in New York City. Late Saturday evening, uh, the individual whose ages range from 19 to 72 are being treated at a local hospital in New York. Um Around 10.38 Saturday, police responded to numerous 911 calls about a shooting. Assistant, Long story short, some guy loses his mind, runs out into 37th Avenue and 97th Street and starts brandishing firearms and shoots up the place. Uh, I'd like to say I'm shocked and appalled and surprising, but we were overdue for one. And that's... Kind of my point is the yeah. fact that I could say we were overdue for one. Well, the one thing I'll I'll add to that because I, I don't know overdue. I, I I don't know. I don't. That's I, how frequent it is. It, it is very frequent, and I I get I get what you say. Uh, I get what you're saying, but um, one of the, uh, the reason we didn't have one, uh, I think it was maybe two weeks ago uh, in Texas. Was there? There was an incident where they're calling it an attempted mass shooting. Did you hear about this? No. One person died. Three were injured. Uh, the gunman that attacked a crowd in Texas was uh, chased down by the entire crowd and stoned to death. Okay. They they beat him to death with paving stones. Okay. Also, no charges. <laughs> I mean, none. It, they they went biblical with it, and it's like that's a, that's a perfect argument for uh, you know the or counter argument to uh, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Right. No, no, you could stop him with a you can, you can stop him with pretty much anything, anything yeah. lying around. <laughs> you might not survive it because they yeah, hey, you know it's a risk, but uh, yeah, that, so. It, it, it's getting back out there, and the saddest part is when we had the, the the first one, which even escapes me. Like since like the pandemic started, mm-hmm. and like mass shootings went away. The first one we had, um, I think that was also in Texas too, um, or Atlanta. Ah, I forget. Um, but the 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 first one we had, I was like, oh yeah, things are getting back to normal. It's it's insane. Yeah, we did we did take gold in uh pretty much every shooting event over in the olympics though so <laughs> okay practice. Then, practice practice makes perfect <laughs> practice makes perfect oh it's terrible yeah terrible. i mean like the only way to get through things like this i think is with dark humor and, yeah uh, uh, yeah and even that i even even saying that joke which i've heard a hundred times since since uh we started winning golds in that event even that's tiring to me so probably my last one one of those anyway yeah. don't worry i'll have other terrible jokes you don't know worry. we've been talking about having a show about gun control for a while now yep yep maybe it's time to do it yep it's it's such a hard it's such a hard subject to actually address you know in a in a way that is timely because it's the same discussion mm-hmm. that we've all been having forever so it's a tough one but yeah we do have to we do have to kind of crack that nut there 
Eventually. Soon. Yeah. Soon. soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so that was my news. Uh, like I said, it was very cheerful. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. Let's let's lighten this up. Let's lighten this up. Let's get into expectations versus reality. Yes. Yes. So Ramon, yes. have you ever been really excited for something? Oh, all the time. And you got it. Like like I'm thinking like Christmas Day. <laughs> Like you run down for presents, mm-hmm. like you know, and you got the thing you asked for, <laughs> and it wasn't at all fun. No, uh, never, never not on that. Christmas Day. You know, um, I have a distinct memory from when I was like twelve years old. Is when Christmas stopped being fun for me, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's not because I didn't get any gifts or anything. It's just like I saw through the you know the BS of the holiday. Yep. And uh, since then, Christmas has, has all just been one day, just one regular day for me. Even when I had, you know, young kids, you know, like Christmas was never one of those things. Ask any father out there. Like Christmas <laughs> is definitely not the day for you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it's that day again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. This is the month that I'm broke consistently. <laughs> But anyway, yep. um, yeah. So like the whole the whole Christmas like thing just it, it's lost on me. But I have had excitement over something that I wanted, and then when I got it, it turned to shit in my hands. If yep. you if you will, you know. Yeah. Like like what? Um, like I'm thinking of uh, a phone. Uh, there was a phone that I was really excited about uh, back in October that I wanted to buy. And I bought it, and I ended up returning it because it was garbage. Ugh. Utter, utter garbage. And you know, those of you, Nick knows this, but those of you out there probably don't know this. I am, uh, I am a recovering <laughs> phone addict. <laughs> recovering. Uh, I say recovering because I haven't bought a new phone in almost two and a half years. That that is, you know what? I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, proud of you. <laughs> but um, I was that guy that would go out like at least one shit once a year. I, you you were Mister First Adopter, right? I was a first adopter when it comes to technology. Yep, and um, it's it's gotten to the point where tech is is just not impressing me anymore. Or it yep. doesn't have the shine or sheen that it used to, and uh, yeah, so I can totally relate to that feeling because when I yep. when I bought that phone, it was like, oh, this is my new toy. I'm gonna, and no, yeah, that the I think I think that is it is it fair to peg Apple for that mean? for that sort of hype machine that is the cell phone market. Is it fair to peg them with that? Was Jobs kind of the the pioneer of that, or was that just where the industry was going and he was better? Uh, that was. I think that's where the industry was going, and he was just better at it. Uh, the idea. I, I'll tell you one thing that's dying out is this whole mm-hmm. early adopter thing, because I mean, research mm-hmm. is showing that people are hanging on to their devices way longer than they used to. Like the average now is two to three years, mm-hmm. where where at one time, you know people were renewing their phones at least once a year mm-hmm. whenever their new favorite phone whatever you subscribe to whether it be samsung sony apple whatever yeah. 
when whenever that new one came out, everybody would switch to it, right? I mean, and you 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 worked in retail with tech, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I sold a ton of cell phones uh, back in the day, and yeah, it was it was driving the new thing. And one of the funniest things was uh, selling iPhones. Like when we when I started selling iPhones, people would come in and go, "Do you have the new iPhone?" And I'd be like, "No," but I have another phone that does everything that an iPhone does, but better. And they're like, "No, thanks. I'm going to wait for iPhone." <laughs> and they were just they were just it was it was a brand it was a brand thing. You know, it was, it was the tribe mentality for that. And there was just no selling around it. Um, so you just sell the, sell the iPhone when you get it in stock. But yeah, it, I think technology wise, everything kind of plateaued. Also the hype machine kind of ate its own tail because it was, it was coming out and saying, new exciting and then everyone had already memorized the specs off the old phone mm. and it was this, like the same specs <laughs> except maybe a little bit more on like the megapixels of the camera <laughs> right 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 the, the, you know like i had a i have a really good friend um danny and yeah. you know he was telling me this is just no point in upgrading phones every year because they've gotten to a point where even even your basic $200 device is just as good as, or is good enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you remember that good enough movement that I told you about? Like we, we had this conversation a couple of years ago and it's the idea uh, yeah, ringing a bell. technology, you don't need technology to be flawless. You just need it to be good enough. Mm, okay. Um, and that, that, that kind of describes why um, GoPros have become like the go-to camera. They're not great cameras. They're not, you know, known for their, but they're good enough for what it is that you need them to do. It's the same thing with um, phone cameras, right? Like mm -hmm. phone cameras have replaced regular cameras. You rarely see anybody with a DSLR. But right. even though it's superior, even right. though the DSLR is superior, but the convenience of having the device right there in your phone yep. has has made it so there so we've gotten to a point with technology where i think it, it it's about things being just good enough i don't yep. need it to you know i don't one when you're upgrading to whatever the newest thing it just becomes bragging rights mm -hmm. like oh yep. you know i can do 52 mega flops per second versus your 48 yeah <laughs> and the and the noticeable difference is uh, when you read the numbers on this page, right, right, mine right, right. is better. <laughs> it says that mine's is better. Yeah. But even that kind of feels like it got old. Like you don't hear that as much anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it ran its course. That that first adopter, I'm up with the latest tech, seems to have lost some steam. There's still people out there that'll do that and will always do that forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But but it's it's not as prevalent right now. I wonder how much of that has to do with like you know looking at looking at like uh, um, oh god well uh, like uh, the wealth distribution. In yeah, the country, I think, and that, and that being more of the focus. I now. think that plays a part in it too because I was talking to somebody not too long ago about purchasing a car mm -hmm. and like how it's kind of dumb. Or, or stupid was the word that we use. It's stupid right now to buy a brand new car. It's like all the same three models of car. <laughs> yeah, but not just that. It's like the, the amount of money that you put in versus what you get out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're better off buying a new used car. Mm -hmm. 
Or you're better, yeah. you're better off. You know what I mean? It's just like you're better off. Like there's some people that say, oh, well, leasing, for example, is one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like everybody poo-poos it or everybody like shits on it because, oh, like leasing, you don't own the car. Yeah, you don't own the car. My last car I, I kept for 12 years and wound up scrapping it because <laughs> it was so dead. Right. But you, you used it until the wheels fell off. Right. But I also bought it new. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of, I, I buy it and I keep it for until it dies. And that's, that's how I do it. So I don't see a return on any, there's no return on investment for a car in my brain because I'm going to use it until it dies. So that, when I, when I did have to replace my car, uh, the car I got, one of the things that they were really promoting was, you know, cause Tesla had that, gi- has that giant Uber screen, like that command console yeah. in their, in their cab. Um, and so all the car companies like scrambled to put a screen in. So I have like, I have a screen in my car and that's pretty standard now has like the rear view camera and all that stuff on it and all my radio settings and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things that they were really promoting was you could use, uh, uh, Andrew, Android's, um, Android auto, which is an app that'll sync your phone to your car and you can do everything that you can legally do on your phone while you're driving more hands free. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. That's more integration with the thing that powers my life. And into my car. That's great. I was actually really kind of impressed. I, I used it for five minutes, you know, in the test drive thing, it synced right up. It played music. It made a phone call. It sent a text, although it was a very basic text. You can only pick from like five things, but that makes sense, you know? And, uh, I was like, okay, cool. And <laughs> that thing worked correctly for about a week. And then every update since then, it's gotten worse and worse. <laughs> And it's just like, it ruined the car for me, which it shouldn't. It's a little ancillary feature, but I don't even plug the phone in anymore. It's distracting to plug the phone in. So the stupid but it's car. interesting that it ruined the feature, the, the whole car for you. The, yeah. The, 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 the lack of that feature. Yeah. It just, it, it just kind of ruined the experience, which is funny. It's, it's hilarious because you get a car to take you from point A to point B, but I got sold on it. You know what I mean? Like I got, uh, they talked it up. If they had never mentioned it, Mm-hmm. And I used it and it didn't work. And I was like, oh, they didn't mention it for a reason, whatever. And I was there to buy the car. It wasn't like they had to sell me on this particular model. I picked out that model. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, but then they started talking up this feature and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, since it was like a bonus. Since we're talking about cars, like I, yeah. I, I re- well, not recently because I've, I've had my car now for like a year or two, but uh, mm-hmm. wait, is it a year or two? I think it's been two because, you know, we had a pandemic. That oh, year doesn't count. That so doesn't, it feels yeah. like a year. It feels like a year, but. Or a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got a new car and uh, it's the first time that I was able to get what um, the type of car that I, not the, that it's the first time I, I got the car that I wanted, but I've been wanting to get, you know this about me. I've been wanting to get a hybrid for forever mm-hmm. and a day, or, or really I've been wanting to get an electric car. Yeah, but the hybrids the aspects thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that was the feature that I was sold on was the the gas mileage, and I'm happy to say that it's the one thing about my car that uh, like, that went as advertised. Yeah, that went as advertised because it's a it's a Toyota Prius, and um, 
I get 400 miles to, <laughs> on a tank. to a tank. I get 400 to 450 miles to a tank. Not bad. And how, how big is that tank? <laughs> uh, nine gallons? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Because, you know, it's not the traditional, like, 12 or 15-gallon tank. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. It, it fills up. That's the other thing. It's like it fills up ridiculously quick. Yeah. When I'm at the gas station. <laughs> when you when you drive into your NASCAR pit crew and <laughs> you fill it up real quick. Yeah. So I'm getting – I'm averaging about 45 to 50 miles to a gallon. Yeah, which is awesome. Awesome. Especially when you go through a summer like the <laughs> when they're all blaming Biden. <laughs> for the gas prices going up <laughs> like big, they always big, do every summer big daddy biden because <laughs> that's the nickname he got ever since he put out the uh the, the stimulus checks big daddy big daddy biden was anybody saying big daddy trump when when he sent the first round no no, no not at all i wasn't <laughs> All right, so what's some other things that like you have high expectations for? So we talked about the video game Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, uh, and we can get into uh, video games just a little more specifically. That was more of the appetizer thing. But yeah, Cyberpunk's like the latest example of a game just overhyping itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I remember lawsuits were filed over, like first. C- Cyberpunk definitely got its share of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, was a game called No Man's Sky. And the creator slash, you know, executive producer of the game was doing this massive tour. He was showing up on uh, late night shows. He did Colbert back on like the Colbert Report. Jesus. <laughs> and where where they were playing the game and like Colbert was like super hype. And, um, it, and it released and it did about, I don't know, 10% of what it promised that it was going to be able to do on release. Mm-hmm. They, it was, it was, <laughs> it was so underwhelming in terms of what was promised and what was delivered that it spawned literal like h- hundreds of millions of dollars of lawsuits I bet. from people, people that were just like, "This isn't what you promised us. You, you this is fraud." You know, it's it was supposed to be an expansive world game or expansive universal game. The idea being, you are spawned in one corner of the universe, the infinite universe. The goal of the game is to be the first one to get to the center of the universe. You have to gather enough fuel in one solar system to make it to the next one. Mm. (laughs) Right. And then also if you're the first person on that particular solar system, you get to discover everything that's on that planet and name it. And Everyone that plays the game, if anybody shows up in that solar system, they're going to see that you named it and they can't edit the names unless you miss something on the planet. So you didn't discover it. Then they can then they can add it and you you could do all this and then you can build bigger, better spaceships, all that stuff. And and then you could run into other players on their travels. Right. And this, and it went on and on and on and on. And about all they had in the game was uh, every world looked almost exactly the same. It just had a, a different color palette. And like at first, there was like no animals. <laughs> there was like no animal life or mm. very, very limited animal life. So you'd go, you'd name five plants, you'd get your material and you'd get out of there. <laughs> and people were so 
sold on the idea that the the concept that this guy had sold that they had bought tons of these games and there were no refunds for that <laughs> no refunds for that so uh we froze for a second you got to love technology they have been updating it for years now and at this point when people play it it is like what what they uh what they were told originally it's just it took you know instead of the 4 years it took them to develop it it took 10 mm-hmm. but they weren't going to back it up 6 years you know what i mean right 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 you know I, the, the the game i can think of and the only reason i know this is because my son mm-hmm. uh cuz he's much big he's a he's a not that i don't like video games cuz i love video games i just don't have the time to play them like i wish mm-hmm. but um uh avengers it was which like, one cuz they have 100 games you no, know no, I mean? no 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 the one that was supposed to come out for ps5 ps4 ps5 and it was supposed to be like oh you're going to play with the avengers but then the first the first piece of drama was that none of the characters looked like the actors because they didn't want to pay for the, the rights the licensing fees mm-hmm. so the 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 characters didn't look like the avengers that we all know and love you know, like Iron Man didn't look like uh, Robert Downey Jr. It just looked like a generic person. <laughs> an, I- an iron person. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, that was... It's Cobalt, Cobalt Man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first piece of drama. And then when the game released, it was just laggy and it was not what it was promised. And I'm sure people sued over it. Because yeah, that's and that's, that's more and more common. Yeah. As opposed to just being bummed out. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like I wish when I so the game that I remember when I was a kid mm-hmm. was Shaq Fu. <laughs> I love that you remember that game. <laughs> I remember that game. I remember that game, and I remember the hype around that game, and how everybody ran home. Like, because there was always that one kid in the class who was like, "Uh huh, my parents bought it for me. I'm gonna go play it this weekend." <laughs> you fuckers are gonna be sitting there playing Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be playing that game with a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, there was an episode on a. I'm trying to remember the show. What was it called? Uh, uh, Fresh off the boat. Where okay. they they did. Oh yeah, yeah. They did a whole episode about Shaq Fu and how disappointing that game was. <laughs> you remember the major marketing hype for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq just going around going. Oh no! I actually I know kung fu. <laughs> oh, and that's going to equate into a great gameplay experience. <laughs> right, right, right. And Shaq knew oh, kung fu the way that uh that uh um <laughs> shit I fucked it up the the way that um I can't remember who was the guy from uh he always had three movie title names. It was like what, on what, Steven Deadly Seagal? Ground. There you go. On yeah. <laughs> Steven Seagal, yeah, he knew martial arts like Steven Seagal knew martial arts. Hey, hey, careful. Steven Seagal will hear you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if he hears me. Steven Seagal, uh, <laughs> do you know he's a cop? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what one of his duties as a cop is? No. Um, and, and actually, I should preface this with I'm not sure. I, I, he may have retired. But um, but he was until at least fairly recently a cop, and uh, one of his duties was he taught all the self defense classes. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Could you imagine 
coming into a self defense class and the person <laughs> fucking Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. That was um Tom Segura didn't yeah, 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 like yeah, five minutes that. on it. <laughs> it was so good. He's like, there's a very real possibility. We could go to I think he was in like San Antonio or something. Mm-hmm. We could go to San Antonio, stop start some shit, and Steven Seagal could arrest you. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, so expectations. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Shaq Fu. Uh, mine went all the way back to Fable. Do you remember Fable? Yeah, I do. They they were like, look, everything about the game changes with your decisions. Are you change, Are you deciding to be a good guy, a bad guy, and to what degree of both? And it all dictates the world around you, mm-hmm. right? And to an extent, it did that. To an extent, it did that. Um, they were able to deliver on a lot of it. But again, the creator of that game was going around talking about how immersive it was going to be. Mm. Like He was like, oh, all the trees are going to have life cycles. <laughs> so theoretically, if you planted a tree, it would grow in accordance to game time. And you could keep visiting that tree and seeing its progress as it as it grew up and then eventually died. <laughs> and your your character does eventually die of old age in the game. <laughs> but yeah, they, they had like the the entire landscape of the game was going to alter and change, partly based on time and partly based on your decisions. But they had to scrap that because the technology couldn't do that. <laughs> I'm not sure the technology can do it now. It was it was too forward thinking. But they stuck to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They knew they couldn't do it. They knew they couldn't do it. And they stuck to that concept. So still a fun game, you know, and and I should say also for Cyberpunk, um, visually, like land, like the, the layout of the city and the landscapes around it are very appealing and very nice. Um, they, they, you know, buffers and stuff still. They fixed a bunch of it, but. It's it's a very uh, appealing looking game, and also it uh, is if you if you didn't know the hype and you didn't know everything that was wrong with the game, you would see a couple of glitches and and a couple of things would bug you, and there would be a couple of you know things here and there that you would be like, oh, that was weird. But overall, it would be a game. It would just be a game. You know what I mean? Like, and it would be fine. But because it was hyped so much, that's why the backlash. Right, and and how much of that hype machine is just due to unrealistic expectation? So unrealistic expectations were set forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody was coming up and, you know, you, you talk about like a, a snake oil salesman, right, back in the day mm-hmm. when guys in covered wagons would show up in towns and they would go, hey, you know, here's uh, here's this elixir. It's going to cure everything, Right. A lot of times it was just like water, but some people actually put some things in there that were medicinal. Was it going to do what they were saying? No, probably not. (laughs) Is it going to hurt you taking it? No, probably not. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a game (laughs) just like snake oil is a drink. How much of it is, how much do you think of it is due to like how much information we have access to nowadays? Because like, okay, me being a phone guy, right? Like one of the things that drives me nuts, and this is something that happens in video games, in phones, in car releases, in anything really, movies, especially movies. You go into it knowing so damn much 
about the production, who the actors are, who's in it, like what, you know, that yeah. the it's rare nowadays to see a movie that actually catches you off guard. And one of the tricks that they've started doing is they, they started using like a, um, yeah, like B footage, B footage and, and stuff like that. To, or just to, completely not use scenes. <laughs> right. Yep. To I get around so, this idea that, that like we, we, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I was thinking about something like Terminator two, uh, cause mm-hmm. I was rewatching Terminator two for the first time in a while. And I was like, God, the, when I, when I first saw Terminator two, that movie completely caught me off guard Mm-hmm. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger was the villain in the first one, and he comes, he he's the hero in the second one. Now, knowing, going into the movie knowing that would have ruined it completely for me. It would have ruined the movie completely for me. But now really? it ruined it. Okay. All right. I mean, it would have it would have maybe dulled the the surprise factor of it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Maybe I think, ruined is too strong. A word, yeah, but. I, I feel like that's a little strong. It's Arnold. It's Arnold. But you, you get know. what I'm saying. Yeah, like where everything is just so we we know so much. You know, like we uh, do. But there are examples of studios and particular projects that uh, that come out and they are uh, they are well received. And if there's a spoiler, right? That you have no hint of it, none mm. going into it. Uh, I'll say Marvel first. You know they are so tight-lipped that they do fake you out with a few things just to produce trailers. But for the most part, you you may know story like canonically how the storyline arc is going to go, but a lot of the individual stuff in it is still fairly surprising. I don't think. Have you looked at a Marvel movie and was like, I just knew too much about that story going into it? Have you done that? Uh, yeah, yeah, but they. It's one of the things I think that makes Marvel enjoyable is that they are able to take like. So you look at something like uh, Civil War, for example, Captain yeah. America: Civil War. The the whole argument about in the comic books was one thing that was completely different in the movies. So they, they, they made it just different enough that it was still interesting and, okay. and new. But yeah, the players, I mean, were there were less of them obviously cause they couldn't get the entire Marvel universe into a movie. Right. 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 But, but yeah, the, the, the players were essentially the same, the, the reasoning behind it and what the powder keg was, was different. So mm-hmm. that was enough. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. The other one I would throw out is uh, early, and before everybody kills me, early M. Night Shyamalan stuff. Um, like the early stuff, you didn't know. <laughs> you know, especially Sixth Sense. I was, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that, that threw me for a loop. That was so surprising to me. And, and that's a, a creator that goes in and gets the studio's buy-in, not leak any of that stuff. And and keep it tight lipped until the movie is actually shown, and so you get that reaction. So I think I think it's we have a lot more information than maybe like you know the old talkies had back in the day, but you still you know you still have studios and stuff that can navigate that environment 
and produce something that is, you know, not going to be uh, spoiled ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Now, whether something lives up to the expectation or not, <laughs> there was, oh God, there was a, a, a thing I saw, a little clip uh, about a movie that China produced <laughs> that was essentially the answer to the Lord of the Rings. And it was like a fantasy mega trilogy. Like every, every movie was going to be like four hours long and all this stuff. And uh, it came out and it was so horribly bad <laughs> and so horribly received by Chinese audiences <laughs> that they just canceled the whole thing and they just walked away. And they had spent like, you know, a hundred billion dollars or some nonsense amount of money on it. And it just like, didn't even come close to making that back. <laughs> they just like can the whole project. Cause it was just terrible. It, it comes down to execution with movies. I think okay. you can hype everything, everything that's well, coming out. But it's it's going to be the just, greatest. It's movie. not just movies. Like if, if you're an iPhone guy, you can jump on YouTube and see all the, the speculation and rumor. You know what I mean? Like, or if you're into cars, you can like start, I can I can look at the 22 Toyota Prius if I want to mm-hmm. and and get leaked specs and oh this is the rumors and where before the the rise of the internet and all that it comes with mm-hmm. um there were things that were just mysterious you really didn't know you know what I mean like now you have uh MKBHD who jumps on line and can give you the review of the new Tesla coming out because he's he's been test driving it for like a month. Right. Right, but that's also let's see that for what it is, which is advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Which all hype is advertising. So, you know, it it comes down to when you have somebody like reporting like that on it, are they reputable? Like how often is that is that uh uh creator like wrong, just flat wrong. Uh, rare, eh. uh, right. So you have you have a bit of a reputation for for that. It would be like getting you know, you watch the news and you get just wrong information, and that you can be disappointed about. Uh, definitely, if it's bad news, <laughs> but it's accurate, you kind of go, oh, all right. Um. So it's, it, it's tougher. It, it's tougher to decide it when something is hype with nothing behind it and, or overhyped versus something that's being reported on. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So that one's, that one's harder to qualify uh, or quantify for me. It's tougher. So what, what else? Cause I, I've got, I've got a fad. Like you remember fads, mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything on uh, QVC. Uh, like back in the day what what did Um, qvc stand for again i can't remember uh oh god what does qvc stand for like i want to say quality value and something like that (laughs) anyway Uh, anyway like like home shopping networks yeah home shopping network uh all of those i mean they would come out and they would be like you have to have this Oh, you know what? I want to. I do want to throw out this one disclaimer. If anybody out there is getting fooled by penis pills, you, just, <laughs> you fucking deserve everything that you get. If you're buying into that, then then they they earned your money. My favorite line on that was, 
if there was a pill for that, it would be FDA approved. It's like tomorrow. Tomorrow. There was a, was, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan. He did a really hilarious skit about that. He's like, do you think if these pills were real, there'd be guys pushing their dicks around in shopping carts? <laughs> yeah. Like, stop taking it. You're going to die if you take these pills. I got to just get one more. Yeah, I know. I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, all fads. I mean, all fads are hype, but occasionally you get one that works. Can you give me an example? Yeah, the air fryer. The air fryer. Oh, yeah. You know what? I got. I do got to admit, because I, I, I got an air fryer about seven or eight months ago, and yeah. it has changed the way that I um kitchen. That It's changing the way people kitchen... And, like, not in a fad way. Like, you remember George Foreman, girl? Mm-hmm. People had that thing for six months, and they'd just be like, I can't anymore. <laughs> it's, you know, it just wasn't – it was more of a design thing, I think, than anything else. Uh, but it also, like, took all the flavor out and stuff. You know, it was just – it wasn't – it wasn't – it wasn't uh, designed to last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The air fryer is cha- is being adapted uh, or adopted by so many people and so regularly that now uh, ovens are coming with air fryer settings. Like when you buy a new oven, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can, your giant oven is an air fryer as well as a regular oven. Like, you, like, so it's, it's, it's changing the market. And that is, it had such a Ron Popeil feel to me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, set it and forget it. Like that guy from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, where every like rotisserie thing that he, he would sell, uh, you'd go, yeah. And people would use it for five minutes and then they would never use it again. They put it, you know, in a cabinet <laughs> to clear up counter space and they'd never touch it again. People swear by their air fryers, man. It's, it's, it's one of the few fads that I can think of that wasn't overhyped. That was, that actually lived up to its name. That maybe sham. Wow. Okay. That was actually a pretty decent thing. Okay. Or OxyClean? OxyClean, I don't know. I've used it. it. It's whatever. Maybe I'm using it wrong. Okay. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, those are the two I can think of that were actually like, no, these are actually good products. <laughs> uh, microwave. You could make the argument for the microwave because it, it, it definitely changed the way that people kitchen. Yeah. Okay. And and I guess I guess back in the day it would have been seen as, yeah, sort of kitchen of tomorrow sort of you're radiating your food except it's not actual radiation folks it's 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 not (laughs) it was invented by a physicist it's it's not radiation (laughs) like i love the people who are like oh my god don't stand too close to the microwave you're gonna radiate yourself like i i don't know you you i don't know you don't know how microwaves work i submit for your approval or not i mean what do you say when you're gonna put food in the microwave and heat it up what you're gonna nuke it. Yeah, but I, that, I rest my case. That, that's it's just a term. Of, yeah. <laughs> and I rest my case, sir. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> you can also ask for a steak nuked. Can I can I get my steak nuked? Yeah. <laughs> like super well done. <laughs> and dry and flavorless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just a puck. I just want a puck. <laughs> like I want I like my steak crunchy. Ugh. Um, but yeah, those those lived up. The microwave's a good one. 
microwave is a good one. That would have totally been sold as like in a fad way. And yeah, totally stayed in every single kitchen. Huh. To the point where it's like now you can't imagine a kitchen without it. So you're saying I, the air fryer is going to be the, this this generation's microwave. Yeah, it's it's already being integrated into appliances that you're replacing new. It's it's going to be everywhere. It's that technology is going to be everywhere. Okay. And and going to be uh it's going to be a standard as a microwave and and is proving to be that now. Can you think of other examples where something did live up to the hype and it's kind of changed the way that we do things? I mean, besides like, well, see, we could use the cell phone example. We've used that a hundred times, not only on this show, but so many others. Um, lived up to the hype. Hmm. Internet sort of beat the hype, didn't it? Oh, God, yeah. It, it, it didn't even hype itself. It just it just took off. It just exploded. So that's not a good one. Hmm. Good. Yeah, this. I mean, the cell phone one is obvious because of... Yeah. You think about it, like, you know, most people that are listening to this podcast now are listening through it through their cell phone. Yep. Um, so it, it's a perfect example of it, something that and you could you can directly go back to someone like Steve Jobs and say, like, yeah, he did kind of um, hurt heard. That's the right word heard in this mentality about cell phones and devices and smartphones because the smartphone really wasn't a thing until the iPhone came out. I will give it that, you know, like if Kurt, I don't know, Palm pilot beat him to the punch. I will yeah, say. no, 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 definitely. <laughs> the smart, no, I'm not saying that Apple invented the smartphone despite what, uh, Steve Jobs said. Right. Um, but, the adoption the of the smartphone one. where now, you know, like how often do you see somebody that doesn't have a smartphone? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like when you see somebody with a flip phone or something that's <laughs> like, wait, whoa, dude, are you just using that to make calls? I had a great conversation with a guy. He came in, he needed a new phone. His flip phone had broken, mm-hmm. right? He was, he was, I wouldn't describe him as like elderly, but he was, he was older than me. And, uh, and he comes in and he's just like, uh, you know, I just, I just need to replace this. I was like, well, you know, you can get a smartphone and he goes, no, dude, I, he goes, I'm too old for that. I can't. And I was like, oh, come on. He goes, nope, I I just can't, I can't learn these smartphones. It's just, it's too much. I don't want to deal with it. Right. And I go, okay, well, we have a couple of models. Did you have one in mind? And he goes, yeah. And he pulls an iPad out of his backpack (laughs) and he, and he pulls it up and he goes, yeah, this one right here, this is the one I, I found online. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he, he was fooling you for his podcast. That's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was doing. I, I felt really punked. And I had no way of telling this guy that's a smartphone, <laughs> just bigger. <laughs> it was nuts. Oh, um, you know, I mean, I, I could say if you like social media is hype, that's what it is. Oh God. Yeah. But did it live up to itself? I mean, I don't know if it was intended to really drag us all down into the mire, but on the other side of it, it has actually enacted some world change (laughs) or at least got people talking about it. Yeah, I so, mean, in certain parts of the world, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. 
So, you know, you look at something that is a hype machine in and of itself. Uh, and at that point, we've kind of jumped the shark of the conversation, but it's, you know, it, it is hyping itself constantly. And would you say it's living up to its own hype or is it just creating hype to create hype? Uh, it's creating hype to create hype. Uh, you, you know what? What's interesting because uh, um, I was talking to somebody about this before we actually had the conversation. And what they said to me was, um, oh, you mean like Instagram versus real life? Yeah, to an extent. I can see that. And yep. to like, if you really think about it, like Instagram is the ultimate hype machine when, when it comes to building these really false expectations of like, oh my God, like all food, like how often have you gone to dinner and you're like, oh, this doesn't look Instagrammable. And you look down, you, you know, you look down on your plate and you're like, oh, I can't take a picture of this. And but it's still good. You know what I mean? Like, it still tastes great. It's still good. So what you're saying is you can have hype around your product or service or invention or whatever. And it wasn't even created by you at this point. <laughs> right. No. Like how many people. Like, OK, I'll give you a perfect example. I went to the beach uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I went to the beach. I set up my beach towel. I laid out. I, you know, had a ball. Took my son. Uh, met up with some friends. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Two, two people over. There was a crew there that all they did was take photos for an hour straight. Mm-hmm. Legit, mm-hmm. just took photos of themselves on the beach for an hour straight. Didn't even go into the water. They're just in the bikini or in their swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And they're just taking photos. And there was people live. There was another two people over. There was somebody who was live streaming the entire thing. And I'm like, great. So you came to the beach to facilitate a lie, essentially, because you haven't even touched the water yet. Now, you know, it's great work if you can get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on them for for content creation mm-hmm. at all. Um, but they were working. They were working. Yeah, but like, is that your job? Yeah, it can be. It okay, it can be. You're right. You're absolutely right. So for all I know, these people could have been podcasters or or some type of content creator. Yep. In fact, what were you doing? Not recording your entire. <laughs> right, but vacation. like I was enjoying the beach. Oh, right, right, right. I, was, like, <laughs> I sat on the beach. I read for a little bit. I swam. I ran around and played with my kid. You know all the things that you're supposed to do on the beach. <laughs> okay, okay, boomer. Look, I need you to calm down. No, no. Do I sound? Maybe I do sound old saying that. But it was just, it was just amazing to me. And I was like there with people, other people, and I said, like, check this out. Like, look, they've mm-hmm. been. It's been an hour and a half now, and all they have done is take photos this entire time. Yep. Yep. And you know what? They went. They got some sun. They were at the beach. And they wrote the whole trip off as a business expense. <laughs> yeah, okay, but not everybody's a fucking content creator. No, well, it seems it, you know what? There's there's some hype. YouTube <laughs> is everyone a content creator? <laughs> like, like we have stuff on YouTube, right? So people can watch it. Are we content creators? Uh, are we content? Cre- would we, we? I wouldn't consider myself a YouTuber. If okay. that's what you're asking. Okay. 
interesting. Do I have stuff on YouTube uh, that people can check out? Yeah. But yep. how hard is it to just put a video up on YouTube? It's not that hard at all. No, but, but you, you know, that is something that you can make a decision to turn into a career. Uh, okay. That, and that's fine. But you're not going to tell me that every person, because I said, maybe I did a shitty job of explaining it, but two people <laughs> over to the left, two people over to the right, two people over in front of me, and two people behind me. Oh, so this is mul- multiple parties. Yeah, like this is multiple oh, people who were like just all they've done the entire time that I've been there is just take photos for an hour or two. Okay. Which is well, cool, that, but you're going to tell me that every one of them was a content creator? Well, I guess, yeah, self-promoter anyway. Um, they're, you know, they have a feed that they're trying to feed. And uh, so in that sense, they are creating content okay, uh, but for, are, their, are you, for their followers, okay, pushing but, their own brand. And, and this idea that you have like people who are pushing their own brand – Mm-hmm. The idea of pushing your own brand, isn't that the ultimate hype machine? It is. It is. And the hype that they're being sold is that they can be you can like, be you know, they they can be internet wealthy. You know what I mean? Like just doing this and putting in the work, which is a very small percentage of people that are actually on YouTube and would be considered like professional content creators. Now, we, um, you and me have gone to events where we've been the press, right? And yep. we've gotten the press passes and everything. And it felt really cool to like, oh, and we've gotten to go to like movie premieres and things like that. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider us influencers if that's. Well, no, we don't have the followers for that. <laughs> uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, ring that bell. <laughs> it really does help us out, guys. <laughs> we would like, I, we've talked many times. We would love to be content creators <laughs> if, if this is something that people you know, want on that level, like enough people want, we'll do that. I'll do that. I don't know. I, I actually don't know if you would do that at this point, but um, yeah, no, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, it's, it's sort of that, that dream that they're selling mm-hmm. to try and, you know, to get more content on their, uh, on their platform because they get the ad revenue, which they do to an extent <laughs> pay out to their content creators. So, they, they're hyping the dream of being able to do that. Whether you can do that or not, you know, I guess it depends on the individual and the content being presented, right? I would assume. But that's still, that's still, it's still hyping the dream, like YouTube in particular, uh, of getting you to that point where you can just do that full time. So that's, that's a little hype. And whether, you know, with, with as few people, that can support themselves on it. I would say that that's probably not, that's probably a good example of what we're talking about where it's like the expectation is out there that we all kind of bite, but the reality of the situation is going to be very, very different. So let me ask, let me ask you this. Why, why do we allow ourselves to buy into some of these, some of these promises that, you kind of know, like at least at partially in the back of your head, out that way, or it's probably not going to be that good. But you allow yourself to get excited anyway. Why? Why do you think we we allow ourselves to do that? Uh, I can't remember. Somebody said that expectation is the killer of dreams. Hmm. 
And I can't How's remember up? exactly who said it, but um, expectations are the, the killer of yeah. Huh. Why? Uh, uh, how so? In that, once you start building up hype, you're 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 in you're guaranteed not guaranteeing, but you're almost guaranteeing that. Oh, it, it the the quote is expectations are the killers of gratitude and joy. That's what ah, it is. that that makes way more sense. <laughs> I was like dreams. Oh God. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's a, a spiritual quotation. I, I um, <clears throat> but you're once you start overhyping yourself up on something, you're you're almost guaranteeing that you're going to be disappointed by right because you're you're never going to hit that level. Right, it's, like this. Oh my god, this is, it's one of the things. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Whenever you go to the gym, mm-hmm. you know the uh, um. Okay, I'm going. If I just push myself for these 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 seven days, or these twenty one days, or whatever ripped. it is, I'm going to be ripped. I'm going to look like the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Rock will tell you it took him thirty years. <laughs> right, right, right. It took him thirty years. <laughs> you know, um, and and and, that, and that's one of the things that like you have to build realistic expectations. They, you know, one of the things uh, a good friend of the show, Curio. Uh, uh, Charles Deschel will tell you that when you're, you know, if you're building expectations for what it is that you want to get out of working out, you have to be realistic. You, it took you five years to gain that weight. So why do you think you're going to lose it in five weeks? Because I watched a commercial. It told me I couldn't. <laughs> so, like those those commercials that are like we'll, 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 we're contractually obligated to you losing eight pounds in your first like three days or whatever. Yeah, and listen, folks, if the goal is to lose weight, you know there there are a bunch of different crash diets that you can do that that will throw your body into chaos to do it. If that if that's the goal, but if the goal is like that, you actually want to be healthy and and get something out of the experience then you you you, you're told that you have to build realistic dreams you know that you could lose two maybe three pounds a week realistically and even then that's yeah that'll plateau too right right yeah yeah and you got to be realistic with it but we're all so susceptible to the you know the 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 dream really right the oh if i just do these six simple steps i'll be a billionaire right like what was it what, uh, what's that thing uh, i've been sh- i was trying to remember this the other day i hate oprah winfrey and <laughs> why do i hate oprah winfrey it's cuz she she pushed this program really hard do you remember what it was called the secret the secret thank you so much <laughs> yeah if you just if and oprah winfrey just set up so many people for failure with this idea of like, well, if you just believe it hard enough, if you believe yeah. in something put, hard enough, put it out there in the universe and the, and the universe will bring it back to you. Right. But you got to believe. But anybody will tell you anybody hands. who's realistic about setting goals will tell you that, yes, you have to believe in it and then you have to put the work in behind it. Yep. You can't yep. just 
believe that something is going to happen mm-hmm. and then it and just it, happens. Right. And if it does, it wasn't anything you were doing because you read it in a book. It was coincidence. <laughs> you know what? You know what somebody told me about? Because I've been using the, I, you know, the line. I've never read it, but the line that I've, you know, I've been using the secret. So this is going to happen for years and years and years, pretty much since that Oprah <laughs> book club episode. Um, but I, I've been using that for years and I said it to somebody the other day, like a week or two ago. And she goes, but you told me, I was like, what? And she goes, you told me the secret. Now it won't come true. (laughs) I was like, oh no, (laughs) that's why I didn't win the lottery. I tell everybody I've been putting it out there, (laughs) but yeah, there you go. There's self-help books. Self-help if, books you is know, a good category. George Carlin would always t- had this bit about uh, self-help books. It's like if, mm. if you're in the self-help section, you have all the help that you need. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the self-help section and just go do it. Yep. Um, you know, Lewis Black? Yes. <laughs> he did one. He, he opened the set with he comes out everybody's you know hooting and hollering yeah welcome to the stage you know it's lewis black and he comes out and the first thing he says is well i might as well go home now because there is no way that i am going to be able to live up to that <laughs> like <laughs> so let's all agree and he could have left it at that no he goes on for like five minutes about about uh anticipation being better than any event you can possibly think of and he's not wrong he's not, he's wrong. not wrong like when you think about I, I i think about so many things that like that i hype myself up for you know what i mean and It's rare that the 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 event actually lives up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, if you if you're if it's something you're trying to like accomplish or do as opposed to like, you know, going out or an event, a party, you know, um I don't know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um you can you can go out there, you can start working it. And then you got to kind of fall back and see if it didn't hit the expectation that you had or the, you know, the, the stuff you hyped up in your own head, you can kind of rework it and reattack it. So you can keep working the, the product or the service or whatever you're trying to like launch or, or get out there. You can keep reworking that idea, um, to, to make it perform better. But yeah, it's <laughs> very rare. Very rare that you're gonna, you know, stand ups talk about it when they go. You know, uh, I, uh, Anthony Jeselnik said, you know, you, you walk out on stage for the first time, you either kill or you bomb, and there is no in between, <laughs> and there is no way to prepare for it because <laughs> you have to go and do it first, and then you can go back and you can start retooling and reworking, figure out what stays, what goes, if it all stays, if it all goes, you know. And, um, and so that, that kind of stuff takes work. And I think we're all preconditioned to it. You just walk out there and do what you're going to do, whatever you've decided to do. And it's just, it's going to work. It's going to work. And then, you know, I find myself, I do get disappointed sometimes, 
when things don't go exactly as planned because why wouldn't they? which is unrealistic and my own hype in my own head Mm -hmm. that gets me going on a certain path and it could be way wrong. And then I got to, you know, fall back and reassess and look at things and, and do all that. But I, I'm as susceptible to it as anybody. And I, I just, I, I wonder why we, cause it's not like a, I'm alone in that. I wonder why we, we do it. I wonder why we're so susceptible to it. We just want it to be that easy. Is that an American problem, I wonder? Or is that everywhere? Uh, I think it's especially an American problem because of... And if if you talk to enough people who are outside of... Who live outside of the States, they'll tell Mm -hmm. you that one of the things that Americans are really known for is their optimism. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I have a couple of friends that are from England, and I have a couple of friends that are from, like, different parts of the Caribbean. And, you know, they, they say, you know, like, yeah, like, the ex the the expectation that everything is going to work itself out. Like yeah. we we have so many sayings that just build up to yeah everything will work itself out, mm-hmm. and yep. everything will be okay. My my the one I the one saying I've been thinking about a lot recently is worry about the things that you can control, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, I think even therapists say it to people, you know what I mean? Especially like when they're talking about things like, um, like when people are legitimately stressed out about climate change, right. And they go worry about the things that you can control. Yeah. But uh, what's the one thing that you have absolute control over? Nothing. No, there is one thing that you have absolute control over. Really? Yeah. What's that? Yourself. No. Yeah. No, no. You have absolute control over yourself. As a person, as an individual, and once you learn, once okay. you, once you learn to accept that that mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you have control over is you. You know, because you can control when you you have an outburst. You can control, yeah, when you have a, a reaction to something, or when you're going to allow yourself to buy into hype, for example. Yeah. So if you accept that you, the only thing that you have any in a, in any real control over is you and everything else is just kind of because when you really sit down and think about it, like what else do you control? Well, and that's the thing. Um, that's the the reason I'm having the conversation with myself in the head mm-hmm. um, about what other things can you control. Um, I could I could conceivably control quite a few things. I would focus on one. I wouldn't. You could just, have influence over a couple yeah, of things. Sure. And so could a whole bunch of other people. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think about that one in terms of is that, is, is that, who's that really helping? Mm. Who's, who is that phrase really helping? Is it helping like the establishment? Like, don't worry about that. That's, that one's out of your hands. We've got people for that, that they're going to, they're going to fix that, but they're not going to fix it. You know what I mean? So I, I've been thinking about that one a lot, and it's probably off topic for this <laughs> for this conversation. No, no, no. But I, 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 I get what you're saying. I think it is relevant to this conversation because one of the things about building expectations is that you know when you overbuild expectations, you 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 prepare yourself to be disappointed. Fair, but you do still have to kind of put in the work, right? I mean, hmm. I mean, if it doesn't go. 
if it doesn't go 100% to plan the first time, right? Does that mean you never do it again? I mean, if you have a bad experience at, I don't know, Disney, right? Do you never go to Disney again? Or I guess it depends on the situation, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if yeah. you're like, 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 I think, too, what, what plays a part in is when you start treating everything like it's a magic bullet. Yeah. Like this yeah, is the, going the quick to be fix. the yeah. thing that fixes my life or this is going to be the thing that allows me to gain control of my life. Mm-hmm. Or some of the previous examples, this is the movie. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the is movie the that's going to change my life or this it's is gonna, the... It's going to, it's going to, it's going to, yeah. Or this is, this is the thing that's going to uh, shift the paradigm. <laughs> you know, my invention, my fidget spinner or equivalent is going to change everything. <laughs> the world's never going to be the same. <laughs> you hear so many people talk that way too when they're talking about their own stuff. How mu- how much of that is just due to the fact that like we've become a, a a people that live in hyperbole? Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. like when you think about it, like uh this it's a great bit by um Louis CK and he's talking about how he's in line to order a cup of coffee and somebody's like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. And like if, when you look up the definition of the word hysterical is that it's so funny that you've lost touch with reality. Right. You've gone into hysteria. Yeah. You've gone into hysteria. <laughs> so <laughs> if you can form the word hysterical, <laughs> you probably aren't. <laughs> Right. So like when when you think of something that's just passé as being hysterical, you've run out of words to then describe something that like you know and and the bit that Louis CK makes is he's like well, what you, what words are you going to use to describe the birth of your child? Oh, a miracle? Is that the one? No, but like, if you've used up all of the good words, what what do you oh, have left? Oh. <laughs> okay. When something really does come along and changes the way that you look at your life, right? It it, it doesn't carry the same weight because you used it ever, somewhere else, right? Makes sense. Yeah, and I so it, that that made me wonder. It's like how much of it of this hype thing is really due to the fact that we 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 do it to ourselves all the time by the language that we use. Like, Oh my God, that is hysterical. Mm -hmm. It's so funny that I lost touch with sanity. Yeah. (laughs) That, that tweet you sent that I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, so we hyperbolize everything in our heads. We amp it up. We just need a trigger, right? Right. Some, some words that trigger that, that process in our own brains. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that that answers my question because I always wonder what is it that <laughs> will make me go. This is going to be an experience, like going going to the movies, <laughs> and then I go, I could have watched that. And how many? Yeah, like how many movies? <laughs> re- realistically, how many movies can you remember that you went to see that w- were an experience? Yep. Two, maybe three. That yeah. That completely shifted the way that you look at the world. 
That's a lot of fucking pressure to put on a movie. <laughs> That's also a lot of movies now that you put that caveat on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> four did that to you? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny. It's going to be different for everybody, right? Yeah, everybody's going to have a oh god, everybody's going to have a completely different reaction to the, this this idea. You know, mm-hmm. like what hype versus reality? Yeah. Hmm. What did you get hype over? And maybe maybe that's how we put a, an end to this one. Is like you know what was the thing that got you hype that made you? Yeah set these ridiculous expectations towards something and then when it happened and you were disappointed or 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 hey you know every now and then you do get one you 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 do get a couple of the ones right where Mm -hmm. where you build where it actually worked out yeah where it actually works out yep oh yeah but usually i i'm willing to bet that usually that's not just something that you know like oh this is going to be the party that changes my life forever yeah. it's all about prom man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i and yeah the the experiences just just now thinking of this the experiences where somebody goes you know was it good or is it good like whatever you know whatever the thing or the experience was it, it you know was it good and you go, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, and you put a caveat on it at the end where it just wasn't there. It was good. It was still good. But somehow <laughs> I'm not 100% there. And, yeah, it is. It's exactly that. It's it's the hyperbole we build in our own head, definitely. So, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what everybody thinks. Uh, what what was the one thing that got them or the the first thing that comes to mind that got them into uh, – into that headspace where you were like, yeah, okay, I got exactly what I wanted, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. So, so definitely ladies leave and comments, leave comments, let us know what was the thing that got you hype that you were either disappointed with or that worked out and it did change your life or it did have an impact. I mean, cause look, I can say, uh, I can give examples of like, oh my God, this is going to be the, you know, like people who are like getting ready to go out to a party. This is going to be the party that changes my life forever. And then you end up meeting the person that is going to become your future wife at that party. That was the party that changed your life forever. But did you know it at the time? Uh, James A. Caster has a, a great line for that. He goes, I, I saw this woman a- across the room and I, I went, oh, my God. And I walked over and I said, you know, you you, you are going to change my life. You, we it, it, This is this is the start of something amazing. And he goes, and it was it that moment started an entire relationship. And I've been saying it a lot for a couple of years and it finally panned out. <laughs> you make your own destiny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. Reach out to us. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, like and share on YouTube. There you go. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Change the conversation. 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 conversation.